Welcome to the Relentless Growth Podcast, where business owners and personal growth junkies find powerful conversations, great questions, and coaching that will change your life. My name is Chris Goodman, and as a life and business coach with more than 15,000 hours of experience coaching and training business owners, I've learned a thing or two about growth. This podcast will open you up to new ideas and actions to help you live a happier life, build a greater business, truly become your best, and lead others in their pursuit of relentless growth. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to Relentless Growth. I'm your host, Chris Goodman. Today, we're talking about how to keep control of yourself in the moment, the moment you get triggered, the moment somebody says something they shouldn't have, the moment somebody bumps you and pisses you off, (laughs) you know, any of these given moments throughout our lives and businesses where we are tempted to react in a way that does not serve us, serve the person across from us or serve the greater good of the world. Before we get into that, I just want to do a quick update. It is wild around here. Eva just turned one year old, walking, talking up a storm, and this has been the fastest year of our lives, Lindsay and I, for sure. And so for all of you parents out there, you know exactly what we're dealing with in terms of she's getting into everything. She is fast. She's across the room before we know it. Today, she's only been up for a couple hours. She's already tried to get into a bottle of Tide that we didn't know was sitting out, a battery that fell out of something somehow. That was kind of scary. So yeah, we're just dealing with that and everything that comes along with it. But we're also really enjoying playing with her, her kind of developing her own personality and her own preferences for food and, you know, which Disney movie she can already, you can tell she already likes. So it's a lot of fun around here. It's also a very busy season and productive season in our businesses. Lindsay has taken off launching several new options for coaching with her. If you're curious, just go to lindsaymangocoaching.com and have a look around. We'll also put a link in the show notes to make it easy. And spring is always interesting for my business because lots of clients are rotating out. New clients are rotating in. Clients who have coached with me for years are renewing. So there's always this fun aspect of of spring, you know, that new things are coming along and growing quickly. And it happens in my business too. I do have a one-on-one spot open right now. This looks like coaching directly with me for six to 12 months, weekly or every other week, usually 45 to 60 minutes per session with some support in between if you need it. You know, if something hits the fan and you need some coaching in between, I'm here for you. If you're curious about what that looks like, if you're curious about hiring a one-on-one coach, scroll down, tap the link in the show notes that says work with me and fill out the very quick, maybe 30 second application. We'll get on the phone and talk about your goals, your dreams, what you're stuck in, where you want to be and you're having trouble getting to, all the great things that coaching can unlock for you. So today, what we're really digging into, this came up, I want to say five or six times in the last week. And I thought, well, if it's coming up this much with clients who are in coaching constantly, it's definitely coming up for everybody in the real world, outside the walls of coaching, who maybe don't have somebody in their corner reminding them of these things. And these things are very simple. They're triggers. They're things people say or do that cause us to lose our cool lose control of our emotions, 
and fly off the handle, not necessarily with rage, but sometimes with disappointment or hurt or grief even. And all I would like to do today is give you a few quick and practical ways that I teach my clients to deal with these things in the moment so they can ultimately maintain their power over the situation, over their emotions, over their outcomes and results, and move through life in an ultimately happier way, at least a more peaceful way. All right, so let me back up and put some context to this. You know, a lot of my clients have large businesses or medium-sized businesses, and they're dealing with teams And they're dealing with clients and then they're coming home and they're dealing with their spouse or their significant other or their family. And I'm sure most of you listening are dealing with one, if not all of those scenarios. If you want to maintain your power in any given scenario, dealing with another human, the only way to do it is to control yourself and manage your own thoughts and manage your own emotions. Because we can never control, manipulate, or sell somebody else into behaving the way we want them to all the time. You might be able to temporarily do that, but they're either going to catch on or it's obviously wrong to manipulate somebody or some other, you know, set of circumstances that you just don't want to have to do that. It's so much faster. Let's get to the point. How do we do this? So let's say somebody triggers you, says something that really just hits you like a ton of bricks. Number one, be aware of your own thoughts that pop up in the moment. This may seem so remedial to those of you who have been in the personal growth world for a while, but for others, they're hearing this for the first time, that we can actually listen to the thoughts that come up in our own mind and witness what we're about to do next based on those thoughts. For those of you who have followed the show for a long time, You've heard me talk about Brooke Castillo. She's a life coach. She came up with what she calls a thought model. This thought model is essentially how we get our results. It's a brilliant way to compartmentalize what we all do all day long, which is we have a thought that immediately turns into a feeling or emotion. That feeling or emotion immediately turns into action or inaction. And those actions or inactions, especially over time, are what create our results. So you have some trigger, in this case, some circumstance that happens to you. You have the thought or series of thoughts. You have an immediate feeling, an immediate action, and an immediate result. Sometimes those results are not empowering. Let's say, you know, your sister-in-law says something, I'm just making this up, but let's just say your sister-in-law says something to you that really just pisses you off. And you immediately have thoughts like, I can't believe she said that. Does she not know who I am? Does she not know who she's talking to? Does she forget all the things that I've done for her? Hear those? Those are thoughts. Those are not absolute facts in the world necessarily. However, they are going to dictate what happens next. Feelings of disappointment, of resentment, of anger, of frustration. And when we feel disappointed, angry, frustrated, what do we do? A lot of times we'll fight back, right? And so you'll see the person immediately fire off and be like, you know what? This is just like that time that blah, 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 right? And so the fight begins. The action is underway. And that causes a result, a rift in the relationship, a fight in the relationship at at best, and maybe strain over time between the two people. 
So my goal here is to not just tell you the obvious and that this is how humans work. It's to show you that in the moment, the more you can be aware of your thinking and capture it like fireflies in a jar, the more you'll be able to control your power in that moment and then choose which path you want to take next with that person, with your own language, the words you choose to use, and really importantly, the actions you take next. One of my favorite sayings comes from a great coach that I've learned from for years. His name is Pat Mancuso, and he always says, it's not the first thought that counts, it's the second. So let's go back to that example. Let's say sister-in-law says something and you get pissed and you have those thoughts like, how could she say that to me? Doesn't she know who I am? Doesn't she remember how much I've done for her? It's not the first thought or even a couple thoughts that counts. It's the next or the second thought. It's, oh, there I go again. That's not really useful here. Is that actually how I want to respond? Actually, a better thing to do would just be quiet and listen. See how we just we just caught it? Almost like a boomerang. The thought came back, it comes right back around. We go, whoa, that's not actually how I want to throw that next time. So look, this takes practice. And I will tell you, there is no graduating. There is no arrival of being so good at this that you never have to do this work anymore. Because you're constantly getting into new situations and you're constantly finding a new sensitivity that you didn't know you have. It's somebody just, you know, put their finger on. You get stressed and your defense systems go down and you you get tired and you start to forget to do this. All kinds of things happening all the time. So it's important to treat this as a practice, not something that you're going to do one or two or even a thousand times and master and have down for the rest of your life. This is coming from somebody with, you know, thousands and thousands, over 15,000 hours of doing this. And I still have to do this every day. But at this point, it feels normal to hear my own thinking and go, oh, that's really not useful in this moment. I'm going to back that up. I'm going to choose a second thought. So that's the second piece here is once you're aware of the thoughts, now you can choose something else. Talk about power, man. Look in the moment when this happens and you see somebody not get rattled, it's because they're making a great choice of what they're thinking and what they're doing and what they're feeling next. One of the ways I do this is I pause and I think I actively have the thought, this person is doing the best they can. This person across from me is doing the best they can. I don't know what the hell's going on in their day. I don't know what the hell's going on in their life. Maybe they've had just an absolute rotten week, month, year, who knows? Maybe they just got diagnosed with cancer and I don't know that and they don't want anybody to know that, but they're on edge and that's why they flew off the handle and maybe, just maybe, they're doing the best they can and I can have some real compassion in that moment. So now I've got a hold of my thoughts. I've got a hold of compassion between the two of us because I think something good about them. By the way, the alternative here is to jump into judgment of the other person. So go back to the example. Sister-in-law says something and boom, I start going, how dare she? Doesn't she remember blah, blah, blah. And she always does this and she's just mad at the world. And and now I'm in judgment. And I do not believe you're going to find your best outcomes and your happiness at the end of any line of thinking or reasoning that begins in judgment. Go ahead and feel free to prove me wrong there. Okay. (laughs) Send me a message at Goodman Coaching on Instagram if you want to prove me wrong with that. 
All right, so you got this. We got awareness and control of our own thoughts. We're choosing an empowering second thought. We have a, a dynamic and compassionate view of the world that this person's doing the best that they can. Sometimes, if that's not enough, I'll ask this question. Thank you to my client, Mario, who taught me this, that it's from a Buddhist teaching. The question is, whatever I'm thinking, whatever I'm about to do, is this true, kind, and helpful? Is this true, kind, and helpful? So again, I'm going to keep picking on this example so you guys get it, but sister-in-law says something and you say, screw her. She's a bitch. Wow. Pause and ask that question there. Is this true? No, not necessarily. Is this kind? Absolutely not. Now, most important here, is this helpful to anything? To call her names and to get pissed? Is it actually helpful? Is there any good to come from this? No, there's really not. It might feel like it in the moment because it might feel like you're mobilizing your body and your energy to fight back. And I truly believe that that is a biological response, that if we get backed into a corner, just like any other mammal on the planet, we're going to bare our teeth and raise our hands and get ready to fight, fight back, or at least bite, right? However, is it true? Is it kind? Is it helpful? No, no, no. So it does not pass the test. So now we can make a more empowering choice. Sometimes that empowering choice is space. And this may seem like weakness in the moment. And I really want to slow down for a second. Because it's absolutely not. It is full-on personal power in the moment to give yourself space to think, space to reason, space to come down off of an emotion, giving the other person space to do the same things. It is not weakness to back away from a highly charged conversation and say, look, I need some time to consider this. I need some time to sit with this. I want to be thoughtful about this. And I need some time to consider what you've just said. I don't want to just react here. I need some time to actually get my words together. Okay. Another way to do that is to just be quiet. Some of you, especially if you've taken the disc and you're high eye <laughs> on your disc assessment, some of you love to talk and you love to be heard. And so you'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And sometimes that's the exact opposite of what we need to do to get through this conversation with more power. Sometimes we got to slow down and say, you know what? Just give me a minute. I just need one minute. Sometimes we just, we don't even have to say that. We can just literally not speak. And I want to encourage you to try this today with anybody. I don't care if you're ordering coffee, if you're deep in the conversation with somebody, if you're with your, your partner and they are talking, just don't speak until they go, are you listening? Are you there? And notice how long it takes for somebody to ask that question, or at least to check in with you. Because sometimes people just need to be heard. This is, just a quick aside, this is one of my most powerful tools in coaching, is to hold space, to be silent, and let the other person have time to actually process what they just said. I don't even need to respond a lot of times. They'll just be like, okay, I hear it. I hear it there. 
okay, I see which thought was driving that <laughs> that disempowered reaction, this flying off the handle at my business partner, whatever. Give it a shot, you guys. Just be quiet and try it on for size. Okay, the last one is physical space there. Time, being quiet, and also physical space, just backing away from the person and making them feel like, hey, you know what? We're not about to fight here. You don't need to get into this survival response mode where we're too close to each other and things are about to go down. So if you ever see me coaching in person or training a room of people, if I get into a heated you know, conversation, debate, something where I'm hitting some emotion with somebody, you'll notice I'll physically put space between us in the room. I'll put other people between us sometimes, meaning I'll go on to the other side of the room, you know, with actually the people who are in the room in between me and the person I'm talking to, just to create a sense of psychological safety in this person that, hey, I'm not in your face about this. Okay. You're safe here. Let's chill out for a second. All right. Just a couple more because I never know which one is going to stick with a person. So I always want to give uh, you know a handful of options. Any one of these will work, by the way. Any one of these will work. If you, A, practice them, and B, really intentionally use them in the moment. Here's another one. I just uh, learned this one from my coach a couple of weeks ago, and I've really enjoyed using this. Having the thought and using the language, okay, in a moment like this, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're dealing with a dynamic variety of situations, business problems, relationship problems, clients getting pissed, products not going according to plan or delays in your business. Like there are any number of issues you can hit in a given day, any number of problems you can hit in a given day. So I don't want to pretend that, you know, we're always going to be this like placid, peaceful, totally relaxed person. Most of you are high-powered achievers and you're purposefully seeking out challenges and pushing yourself and growing. And that's what I love about this show is we really do push to grow, right? And that comes with a certain level of discomfort. It's just the nature of growth. That discomfort doesn't mean that we have to just be, like I said, just placid all the time. So sometimes this means acknowledging that, hey, I'm human. I'm going to screw this up, right? I'm going to get mad and say something dumb, (laughs) right? I think about arguments with my wife where it's like, okay, what I should have said was absolutely nothing. I should, (laughs) what I did say was really dumb or offensive or just, you know, passionate in the moment. So, you know, in other words, it's okay to be human. Let's have a thought here like people are allowed to have an opinion and are allowed to have emotions, right? We can give them grace just like we can give ourselves grace that we can have opinions, we can have emotions, and nobody has to freak out about that, okay? My wife's Italian in her heritage. So there's a lot of passion. <laughs> there's a lot of fire behind the language sometimes. And it's funny because I'm a pretty chill guy most of the time. And so I get around them and their family and, and it's a blast because they're just so fiery about it. And I would never want to sterilize that by judging them or saying, that's not how you should be. 
right? They are absolutely allowed to have their emotions. They're absolutely allowed to have their fiery, passionate opinions. Who else should they be but themselves? So what I'm saying to make this practical is in the moment when somebody's really heated or really, I keep saying passionate because it doesn't necessarily mean something bad, but maybe they're creeping up on triggering you. What if you just slowed down and sat back in your chair a little bit and said, you know what? They're absolutely allowed their own opinion. They are entitled to their own opinion. And I don't have to agree with it. I don't even have to do anything with it. One of the things that I do when I'm coaching one-on-one is I imagine somebody with their opinions and their personal preferences and their view of the world. And as they're telling me whatever story or they're complaining about whatever thing's going wrong or they're asking for help with something or they're telling me the context of the situation, whatever they're doing, I'm imagining they're putting these things down like cards on the table, like, like playing cards. They're like, okay, here's this card, here's this, and then this happened, and then she said this, and then you can't see me, but I'm like, like I'm dealing these out like a card dealer. I do not necessarily have to pick up any, definitely don't have to pick up all of those cards if I don't want to. That gives me a tremendous sense of peace, of power, even authority in the conversation because I'm like, yeah, I can see how that would be distracting to you or, you know, that could set you off. Now what do we want to do about it? Here are the cards. Here's the way you see this. How do we want to handle this? So you can see this isn't on my list, but it's absolutely one of the tools I use. And to make it practical, it's so simple. I'll ask a question. I'll get curious. Instead of making this about me and me being triggered, I'll be like, hey, when you said X, what did you mean? When you said Y, I actually heard this. Is that what you meant? And I'll get curious and I'll start asking lots of questions to clarify, to make it plain as day. And you would be totally blown away by how many times somebody go, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant at all. What I meant to say was do, 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 do. Now we're out of judgment. We've de-escalated the conflict, if there was any in my mind. And we can move forward with clarity. Again, bringing us both a sense of power in that moment. So to summarize that, ask questions, get curious drop out of judgment, and into curiosity. All right, guys, I got to be real with you. My dog barked in the middle of that last like two or four or five minutes, and I don't remember (laughs) if I actually recorded one of these, so I'm just going to say it here. My coach and I were working on one called In a Moment Like This, purposefully having the thought, in a moment like this, the language is important here. In a moment, it can happen in a split second. It can happen over a 20-minute conversation, and then suddenly, boom, now there's this moment. It can happen on the street, and somebody does something to escalate some conflict. and Boom, it's in this moment. So the language is important here. However, you pause just long enough to think in a moment like this, and then step into what's most appropriate. How can I be my most powerful self right here? How can I be my most compassionate self right here? How can I be my most loving to this person right now? How can I defend myself if I have to? What must happen next? In a moment like this, what must happen next? And I think you'll find when you are proactively approaching the situation, especially with that sense of intensity in the moment, 
you'll make better choices and you'll get better outcomes. So give that a shot. And again, let me know on, uh, send me a message on Instagram at Goodman Coaching and let me know how this is working for you. Let me know also if you use any kind of language techniques, any kind of tools, any specific questions. Um, How do you maintain your composure when somebody tries to trigger you, especially purposefully? And for those of you in business as well, I'd love to hear when you're in the office or when you're working with a client and they do something that would normally set you off, how do you maintain your composure there? How do you exert your personal power in the moment? All right, everyone, thanks for listening today. If you found value in the episode, do me a favor. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss a show. And then send this episode to somebody. Just share it real quick on your phone or on your computer to who would benefit from controlling themselves a little better in the moment when they would normally get triggered, when something would go wrong, right? You never know which one question, which one technique, which one idea from a podcast can change somebody's life. So please share it with someone. And then for those of you who are action-oriented and are ready to go, I do have one one one-on-one coaching spot open right now. This is working directly with me, six to 12 months, looking at your business, looking at your life, improving your happiness, building a sense of freedom in your own mind and in your real results, and also building a sense of fulfillment sense of peace and joy in what you're doing and also growing that business or growing what your legacy in the world can be. And I say can be because in my world, we deal in possibility. A lot of people come into coaching and they don't know where they want to end up and they don't know what they want their legacy to be and they don't know what results they actually want right now. And so we start exploring that and the world gets much bigger very quickly when we deal in the possibility of what can be possible for you. So if that's something you want to discuss, scroll down in the show notes, tap the link that says work with me, or just simply go to goodmancoachinginc.com and tap the link at the very top of the page. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll catch you on the next show. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relentless Growth. If you're ready to improve your own life and business with passion, purpose, and relentless growth, go to goodmancoachinginc.com where you can learn more and sign up for coaching right now.